Hey, happy Tuesday and welcome to the Coaching Minds podcast brought to you by the Mental Training Plan. We have missed you and we are excited to get back after it here on the podcast. We've got some great stuff coming up for you guys and Benny, it's just good to be back in the saddle and sharing some of the stuff that we've learned here in the last few months being away and uh, just getting some good feedback from all of our listeners ready to get after it. Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast, helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts, Ben and Zeke. Okay, Ben, so first let's get into, you know, since we talked last, we got into, you released a book called The Focus Cycle. Uh, take us through just the book, why, uh, what was the purpose behind it, what have you learned from it, um, you know, is there feedback that you have gotten from our listeners or people throughout the community. Tell us about this book. Why'd you write it? What's it for? You know, really, I think it, I think it started from, you know, back in my coaching days when we were trying to look at what does each individual player need to be at their best. And, you know, you've got a a room full of a hundred plus kids and we go down to a state championship and we are just not ready to go and, and we don't perform. And it's like, we start having conversations with individuals. Well, you know, what, what were you struggling with and what were you struggling with? And, you know, you start to, you start to see some patterns. There, there's only so many times that, you know, things will come up and things will sort of repeat themselves. But one of the things, kind of the overarching themes was people need to be in better control of their mind and their body during pressure situations. I mean, I, that was it. That was Almost every single one of the athletes that I've worked with on an individual basis since then, it, it's been the same thing. It's some combination of mind and body. And so, you know, the, the purpose of the book was really just if you and I were sitting down one on one on one and going through how can you identify what's going on and then how can you take back control? Here's what, you know here's what I would say to you. And so the book is a, it's a really short read and it, it almost works as more of a, a workbook because there are questions that, you know, it wants you to write things down in it. Um, or if you're like my wife and you don't write in books, then, you know, follow along in a journal or, or something like that. But it's, it's really kind of that first step in working one-on-one with someone. Here's what we should do. And I like how you, you've got at the beginning, there's four individual examples. So is that it's not just like here, you struggle with this. Are the four examples what you have seen most throughout your coaching days, throughout your individual meetings? That's kind of, these are the four big issues. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, usually some combination of either focusing on the wrong things or saying the wrong things to yourself or, you know, you've got physical repercussions of the fight or flight response or, you know, it's, it's the emotions, all of that just kind of builds up into this general lack of confidence or anxiousness or, or things like that. And so, yeah, that's the, the four examples were really kind of structured around that. So since you've written the book, what are kind of the main, main feedback that you've gotten from your readers, reviews? What have you seen? Sure. So, you know, some, some great reviews on Amazon, always appreciate those obviously. Um, but you know, even more so on a, on a personalized level, got a message from a gentleman who's, he's a co-owner of a golf course and, you know, in his, in his business life, he sees some frustrating things, some people that 
don't always make great decisions on the golf course. Some things that, you know, potentially can cost him money even from time to time. Um, and in, in dealing with these, <clears throat> you know, some of the times he gets, <laughs> he gets pretty fired up and pretty amped up and pretty angry. Um, you know, when he sees people doing these things and he said that he came up with his own course statement and, you know, we talk about having a go-to statement for athletes, but he came up with a course statement that kind of reminds him of this is why we're doing this. And this is what our purpose is. And these are the things that are important to me. And so having that plan ahead of time for him helps him a whole bunch. And then he said he does the forced muscular relax where he will literally <laughs> clench his fists and sort of tighten up those muscles, take that deep breath and, and kind of just, you know, loosen it up and let it go. But it, it was, it was good to hear somebody from outside of the sports world, you know, saying, here's how I used this at work. Um, got a text from a lady who was on a bike ride and came up on an accident. There had been a car accident. The wife was screaming hysterically. Um, the, the husband was unconscious in the front seat. The kids were crying in the back seat. This lady was able to help get the kids out of the car over onto the curb. So they weren't, you know, in the middle of the road anymore. Um, it was able to help get the wife calmed down by then an ambulance had shown up and they were attending to the husband in the front and, you know, just sent me a, sent me a really nice text saying, Hey, this happened. And I was able to focus on what I needed to focus on and control my, you know, there, there's a little bit of a natural instinct to, to panic in that situation, but she felt like she was able to control that and just thanked me. Um, so that, you know, that, that was another great one. So Ben, you, you talked about the reviews on like Amazon. That's probably where the, the book's most been purchased the most. Uh, and one of the reviews here says other books in this genre are often difficult to implement in your own context, work, sports, et cetera, wherever it be. Cause a big piece of your book, you said, it's not just for the sports player. It, it fits to everyone in their life. And this person said they found this book accessible, easy to read and small chunks of need. The author has written it for, for you to use as a workbook, which you had just mentioned. It lets you think through how the material fits your needs. If I manage a team of people, this would be the short list of books that I might use in training. It's not intimidating. It does not have to be read in a single sitting, even though I did overall thumbs up. So I know that was a big piece from you. So you kind of did that work. They talked about the, the intimidating, big, huge amount of information. You've simplified it and allowed this to be just a simple workbook, um, quick read if you want it to be, or kind of you know, maybe just a few pages a day, uh, to easily imply into your life. Right. I'm glad that I'm glad that you brought that up. I actually just got done this weekend doing a, a session down with a team in Southern Indiana. And, you know, we went through the focus cycle and I mean, when I, when I'm working with athletes, it's really only a 45 minute process. Usually, um, you know, sometimes up to an hour where we identify, you know, what's going on, how are you going to take back control and then come up with an individual plan for them? And so, you know, that that's something that we're going to get into just kind of briefly this morning. I know that we haven't really touched on this for like, I think two years ago was when we did that first controlling your mind and body episode. Right. And so, you know, while this 
this might be a, a little bit of this might be a little bit of review for some of our you know regular listeners. We've gotten so many messages from new folks that wanted a little bit more information about it. Um, just looking at the you know the data online, we've got a whole bunch of new listeners. So for those of you that this is maybe your first time, welcome. Thanks for joining us. And and today, you know, we're going to kind of briefly go through what does this look like if you're sitting down with an individual or you're sitting down with a team um, or or as you're going through the book, it's going to be kind of a, a little overview or a synopsis of the focus cycle. All right, Ben. So when you are working with a team, you've come in, what's the first thing that you're going to dive into? Well, number one, we've got to, we have to raise awareness. Just like right now, you're not paying attention to what the bottom of your feet feel like because your brain doesn't think that's important. We need to get your brain paying attention to, Hey, I'm starting to get a little bit off track. And so the first thing we do is identify when is a time where you felt like you were off track. You were not in control of your mind. You were not in control of your body and you weren't performing at your best. And a lot of times, you know, golfers, maybe it's, well, this such and such hole with hazard on the left and a long iron in my hands, or, you know, maybe a quarterback it's after I threw an interception and blah, blah, blah game or, or whatever. And the reason is we want to specifically narrow down and think about one instance so that we're not kind of mixing up feelings and thoughts and emotions from from multiple ones. And so we'll write down, have them write down, here's the event where I was off track. And then we identify what were the things that you were focused on? What was it that you were thinking about? And have them write that down in the box. A lot of times, you know, it's what what's this going to do to my final score? Or what are the recruiters going to think about this? Or what are mom and dad going to think? Or what's my coach going to think? And a lot of times we're focused on things outside of us and outside of our control, um, but really just want the athletes to write those things down first. Second, we want to move on to self-talk and just ask, when that happened, what was the first thing that that little voice in the back of your mind said? Did it whisper, gosh, I don't know if you can do this, or I don't know if you have what it takes, or, or something like that. And we have them write down, you know, what, what did that inner dialogue start with? Or what, it, what was that little voice in the back of your mind saying to you in this moment? Then we're going to move on to the physical side of things. You know, was it your hands got sweaty? Was it muscle tension? Was it butterflies in your stomach? Was it, you know, what were the things that you physically noticed? And again, just have them write it down, you know, on, on the sheet. And then, you know, those three things kind of lead to some sort of emotion, whether that's unconfident or anxious or scared or, you know, even some athletes that just get flat out angry. Um, when, when they start to get off track, what were those, what were those emotions like and have them write it down, you know, they're in that, they're in that blank. And then we kind of look at, okay, is there anyone here who, you know, they, they sat down and they thought, man, if I could just tell myself that I don't have what it takes and focus on all the possible bad outcomes and get some butterflies in my stomach and feel anxious, I would be a better performer like that. That's ridiculous. No one, no one would think that. And, and we don't do it on purpose. And, you know, we talk about in the book, that's kind of a, a bottom up response. That's the, the lower parts of the brain that are just automatically trying to keep you safe. 
Um, you know, just like if you were stepping out onto a street off of the curb and a car laid on their horn, you wouldn't think, oh, there's a car coming. I should probably step back. It's just that automatic reaction, that that knee-jerk reaction where your body just gets yanked back by your brain to, to keep you safe. It, it's no different here. You know, your body's trying to get you into fight or flight mode, which is fine if you're out in the woods and you have to fight off a wild bear. But if you're in the middle of a putting green, we don't need to be going into that. Um, and so, you know, now that we've sort of identified or helped the athlete identify, here's what's going on. Now they can be aware when they start to get off track and now they can start to do something about it. And so rather than just allowing this bottom up response where the bottom part of the brain is impacting or influencing the middle part of the brain and causing those emotions of, you know, negative emotions or anxious emotions, we're going to use the front and the top part of the brain to intentionally take back control or what we call a top down response. If, you know, if you want to feel confident, then do the things that it takes to build confidence. And and that's the next part that we kind of teach the athletes. And so then we'll, we'll sort of work backwards and we'll say, if you were, if you were in that same situation or that same scenario and you had to do it all over again, how would you perform at your best? What, what would that feel like? A lot of times, you know, maybe a, a confidence or an in control or calm and have them write that down. This is what we're now going to build. This is what we are going to create next, just sort of working our way backwards. What physically do you need to do to take back control? And, you know, a lot of times that's some form of combat breathing. You know, we go into it in detail in the book and help you come up with your own plan. You can shoot, you can get on YouTube or Google and type in combat breathing or diaphragmatic breathing, and you can find all kinds of information about the why behind it. Um, and you know, come coming up with a plan for the next time I start to get off track or I start to notice any of those bottom debt or any of those bottom up reactions, you know, the first thing I'm going to do is control my breath because now I'm getting oxygen to the parts of the brain that need it. Now my body's able to calm down just a little bit and I'm able to think a little bit more clearly. You know, that the next one is self-talk in the example of, you know, the, the golf course owner that I talked about, he has it planned out. He knows what he's going to say to himself. You know, a, a lot of my athletes will have something like I put in the time I put in the work. I'm the best quarterback in the country and having that ahead of time, you know, isn't, isn't necessarily like magical confidence, fairy dust that you can just pull it out during competition. That's something that you've got to have planned out ahead of time. You've got to say it ahead of time. You've got to make sure that you believe it. Um, talk in the book about, you know, not just saying I'm the best golfer ever because the part of your brain that wants to fix things, will just toss that out and say, no, you're not. But when you pair it up with things that you know, you can believe in and you know, you can be confident in like I put in the time I put in the work. I'm the best golfer in the country. And you say it, you know, you repeat it 50 times a day for a week or two. All of a sudden that same part of your brain, it, it can't toss that out. It can't say, well, no, you don't work hard. If in fact you do, and, and you're putting in that time and you've earned that right to be confident. And then the, the last piece 
is focus. What are we going to focus on? What are we going to think about? Um, you know, really want athletes to kind of, when, when I'm working with them one-on-one, I always want them to fill out their chart and to write it down and to think about, here are the things that I can control. Here are the things that I cannot control. Here are the things that are important now. Here are the things that are not important now. And, you know, really, really dive deep into what is it that I can control and what is it that really matters right now. And, you know, in the example of a golfer, if you're slicing your eight iron, does that matter? Well, heck yeah, it matters. You, you need to fix that. But should you be diagnosing your swing and, you know, taking over the role of your swing coach in the middle of a round? You know, no, not necessarily. You know, some, some small minor adjustments are one thing, but trying to completely revamp your swing is only going to lead to more frustration and more loss of focus and things like that. So while it matters, it doesn't matter right now. Um, you know, or the quarterback that makes the wrong read and throws an interception, you know, does it matter that you didn't get eyes on the Mike linebacker? Well, yeah, but not necessarily right now when we're getting ready to go out and lead this two minute drive and win this football game. And so, you know, that's sort of a, that's sort of a a quick overview of sort of what the process looks like, a quick overview of what the book looks like. So Ben, you've built up and and talked great about this book. Where can our listeners that are kind of new to it, they want to go get this book uh, and it'd be the best $15 they spend this month. Where can they go do so? So the, the easiest way is just go to mentaltrainingplan.com slash focus cycle. And that's where you can get the free worksheet. Um, and there's also the link to get the book on Amazon. If you're, if you want to just hop on straight to Amazon and just type in focus cycle, um, the, the title is actually focus cycle, a guide to controlling your mind and body in big moments. Um, but you know, you type in focus cycle, you should be able to find it just fine. And that will be the best $15 that you spend. Um, and I would highly recommend doing so. Some great stuff that will ha- also have a link maybe in the show notes for you guys to go grab uh, for those new listeners or those that haven't gotten it. Get one for yourself. Probably just go ahead and buy a second one to give to somebody because you're going to read it and say, man, this this hits this hits home for me and this example. And I know that you know my coworker, he's been struggling with this. So I'm going to get him this book as well to help him so that not only can they be better, but then your business or your team also be better moving forward and grow and, and just be the best you that you possibly can be. So Ben, then what do we have? What else do we have coming up as we get back into um, making everybody's Tuesdays as they wake up ready to go with new podcasts? What do they have to look forward to coming up? So got pretty excited about some of the interviews that we have coming up with some folks. Um, and also, you know, next week we're going to be talking about the stages of change and, you know, what that looks like, whether that's going to be internal, some changes that you need to make, or whether that's you're trying to make some changes for your entire team. We're going to kind of look at the process of those different steps and those different stages so that you can make some lasting, meaningful change. Um, and, and some other topics that, that, uh, that we're excited about. Um, it's, it's going to be a good season. I hate change personally, um, but you know, this is good. There's been tons of change that have happened uh, for lots of us individually and the whole scheme of society in the last few years. Uh, So this is one that you're not going to want to miss. Some great stuff coming up. Uh, I can't wait for it, Ben. Until then, make your plan and put it to work.